0: Hi, Jason Klam here with the Dispatches from Fort Awesome Podcast. We're doing a special uh, mini episode about Arcade, which by the time you're listening to this, we've already covered. Uh, I haven't yet, so it's going to be uh, an interesting experience covering my favorite episode of news radio with somebody who guest starred on the show. This gentleman is with me all the way via Skype, as though Skype is a place, uh, and I just completely said that wrong, but that's okay. Uh, with me is Orion Corton. Thank you so much for being here. Happy to be here. So let's start here. So you're in the episode of News Radio Arcade. Now you have you have two credits on IMDB. You've you've got a show called Champs, and you've got our episode of News Radio. Uh so but you're not an actor anymore, I'm assuming, based on what you do for a living. That is true. Not uh, since college, uh,
1: but that wasn't professional.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Okay, gotcha. So you 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 got a young start, you went off uh, you, you started out playing Daniel in Champs, and then you played Kid Number Two in Arcade. Kid Number Two has, like, probably the. He's got the dirtiest line in this episode.
1: I think so. I like to think so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's talk about your experience working on this one episode of News Radio. Uh, I'm assuming it was uh, the standard issue. You got to audition for it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But tell me what it was like getting the job and then finally getting on the show.
1: Sure. So I started acting at a young age, theater, had fun, tried to get an agent, I was living in Dallas at the time, and they said, hey, we like something about you, come out for pilot season. Ended up doing that and then had a brief and not particularly, um, not wildly successful acting career sort of as a uh, young teenager. And uh, the, the pinnacle, you know, moment of that was getting this spot on news radio which uh, I was just thrilled to do so you know acting professionally in television film it's just a lot of auditioning auditioning I had an agent I had a manager but some at some point you just connect with the casting director and then when you get called back with whoever's there the producers a director or and I just made a connection with these folks and the the rest is history I guess that's awesome.
0: So you now you, you refer to news radio. It sounds like you you actually enjoyed yourself. Had you seen the show? Were you a fan of it or any of the people on the show?
1: I was aware of the show. I had maybe watched an episode here or there, but I wouldn't describe myself as a fan. But certainly once uh, this opportunity came up, I did some more watching. And uh, I had enjoyed uh, Dave Foley's work uh, previously um, but and Phil Hartman on Saturday Night Live. But sure. I wasn't. You know, it wasn't like you just sort of go with for whatever's out there. And I was lucky enough to get this job, but it wasn't like I was, you know, hey, I'm going to move to Hollywood and get a spot on news radio.
0: That would be, <laughs> right, right. That be. Awesome <laughs> there wasn't that for much them. foresight
1: in- involved.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was uh, I'm I'm imagining? Uh, well, uh, were you there for the table read? All all the good stuff, or had you not been? Like, how how late or early into the game were you cast?
1: I. Don't I mean I, as a extra? You might even say minor character. I mm-hmm. mean, not an extra, but you know, as a as a minor character and a one time, clearly a one off. I mean, they gave me the name Kid Two. Right. Uh, I think just to emphasize the fact this was not a an ongoing gig. Right. Um, <laughs> I was not involved in any of the you know development of the episode or anything like that. Um, the things I remember is that the writers were all into sort of these classic video games, or arcade games, as the name implies. And they had actually got the guy who designed the game Defender, which is what Stargate Defender is ostensibly based upon, right? Right, And 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 so they had him somehow there. I think he might have helped them in terms of, I don't know what his role was, but I just remember that he was involved, and they were all very excited about it. So what you, the last, the very last scene where we're at the arcade at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. they had all those, They, you know, those were just sort of to the side on the the set. But they had brought in, I think, maybe for themselves, all of these, you know, cur- current arcade games, and they were all just unlocked. And so the one of the things I remember most is just having sort of unlimited access to these arcade oh, <laughs> games. That's well, amazing. But, you know, they were just, uh, you just got to play. I think one of them was like the area fifty one style one you know it's like uh-huh. you they're like zombies monsters or something and you're sort of like shooting them with the guns but because it was free i you could use both of them at the same time like both of the guns and just keep hitting you know pressing the buttons and sort of going through that i mean it, it, it that was uh sort of as a you know i was i think thirteen or fourteen I thought that was awesome
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Uh yeah so I mean that's kind of the perfect gig I think I mean having been only an extra myself having never had a line on a show like the idea of actually having some shit to do while you're on set is actually a dream <laughs> You
1: know yeah yeah it was it was good it was it had a really nice vibe like the whole the whole thing had a great vibe and mm-hmm. everybody was very um very welcoming I mean you're obviously I was a nobody still not obviously a professional actor but um people couldn't have been nicer or more welcoming or all of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, so did you, I guess, since I don't understand the process, I'm such a, I mean, I live in LA, I should know this better, but, uh, was it a matter of you got your sides, you memorized your sides and you came in and just shot the day of, or how, did, or did you get a little bit of rehearsal time?
1: I, I mean, there were, there was definitely a little bit of rehearsal before they did the, the show in front of the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't, extensive I mean it, they weren't like complicated scenes particularly sure, sure. um but yeah and also I'm sure of note you know Lily Sobieski was also a sort of guest bit part on this episode and she went on to actually have an acting career
0: right right it's insane I was gonna bring that up it's kind of insane it's one of those things when I I, I first got the DVDs I'm, look- I'm like i wait, wait a minute that there's no way that that young fake Jodie Foster looking girl oh my god it is actually Lily Sobieski I was shocked I had no idea at the time uh, you, so, uh, what was your, so when you come out here, were you out here then with a parent? Like, I'm curious what it was like to just come from, you know, relative obscurity to just pop out and be on TV with, couldn't have been on your own.
1: I did, I uh, you know, I was, I think when I first came out for that pilot season, I was about 12 maybe, and that mm-hmm. was just a few months. Then when we came out in earnest, you know, I went to school, did the whole thing. Um, my mother came with me. She was... Eventually, I think you know, as or even more uh, engaged in this quest than than I was. Uh-huh. Uh, so so without her support, and ultimately that's actually why I left. Is that she's like, ah, I don't think I can keep living in LA, and so I I actually tried to stay on myself with the support, of course, of other adults, but none who were related to me, and that situation didn't end up working very well. And I was yeah. like, well, maybe maybe this professional actor thing is not. Uh, for me long term right
0: right god that's you know was it uh did you have any kind of um concept of i mean you can you said like you said you'd you'd seen dave foley do stuff you'd seen phil hartman of course you're in a scene with dave foley and with uh, more tierney uh was there any kind of concept in were you excited that you were there with dave foley or just like nervous or i'm curious what the feeling was as a 13 year old kid
1: Excited, nervous. I thought, you know, at the time, oh well, now I got a you know real role on something. Maybe the next thing is you know gonna be an actual career. But just just the experience was just a ton of fun. And as I said, everybody was very welcoming and made it very easy to feel comfortable, even though it was certainly something that was. So I had done that one other thing, the the champs thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and champs had the notably uh, was canceled the week of the episode I was in. So oh my God. I, it, it, I have the TV guide, but it never actually aired.
0: Holy cow. Uh,
1: yeah. So it was, it was that good. Um, but either way I had had a little experience and had done a lot of auditioning and everything else. So I, it wasn't that I was totally overwhelmed or, you know, but it was a really cool opportunity. And I, at the time was very sort of, you got to have a certain amount of, uh, I think, Swagger to be successful in that sure. kind of business—you had to sort of exude a lot of confidence. So, I, at least at the time, thought that that I was gonna, you know, this was just sort of the logical progression of thing Well, the next thing was gonna be the, of course, but, you know. Instead, I became a doctor. So.
0: Yeah, There's worse things. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. They're, they're, I'm gonna, uh, I'll, I'll venture that's not the course of most. Well, I mean, I know for a fact in my case, like if you're, you can pursue acting, and that's not always uh, gonna work out. I think everybody sort must assume if you get a line on a show. I know that I would. That well, okay, this is this is step one on a very big ladder, or at least a, a medium sized ladder. That's that's what you can hope for best, I guess, is a medium sized ladder uh but I guess as at thirteen maybe it's maybe it's a little more advantageous for you uh to one hopes, maybe not get your hopes up as much, and you've still got so much of your life ahead of you that uh, ahead of you that young
1: yeah, i was i think <laughs> i at that you know you don't have a lot of perspective on the world, I would say when you're thirteen yeah so i I certainly thought that oh well, obviously I'll do this thing and then I'll do more things and then I'll be, you know, hopefully a successful, if not famous actor. And then life will make sense and will be meaningful and I can sure. do all this cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but in reality that, that whole like fame thing and the idea that like, what are actors? Ultimately, I'm not sure I would have found the meaning that at 13 I thought would be in that sort of career in life. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, so, you know, that, I think that was, a little bit of why I didn't sort of continue to try to be a professional actor. I think I just, as I matured a little bit said, well, this was fun, but maybe it's not the best fit for me.
0: Sure. Uh, do you have any, you know, I, I interviewed um, a woman who at the time was a supermodel and was on a season two episode of the show and she she had all these stories of getting to hang out with me. Do you have any on, on set stories of any kind or was it more of a You're a 13-year-old kid. You're just going to get shuffled around. I'm curious. Yeah.
1: I am not a supermodel. And so whatever motivations to hang out with me were probably less uh, than than that particular person might have had. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I didn't – I wouldn't say I recall hanging out with people. Mm -hmm. But in the interactions that I had with people, particularly Dave Foley, just seemed genuinely, like, nice and welcoming and made the whole thing just very, very enjoyable. That's good.
0: I it's, it's always nice to hear uh, when, you know, when somebody's worked with, you know, so I, I would call Dave Foley one of my heroes. It's always nice to hear that uh, you had a good time on set with, uh, you know, this is what season three of a show that was, you know, successful enough to be like supporting these people. But they were always they were always that's the weird thing, too, is like, these were people who were relatively well known. But at the end of that season, they could have well been in the same situation, like not finding another job, which is the insane thing about entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh did you what were your artistic pursuits like after this? Let's uh, after you left LA and then you know you go on to finish co- high school and then go into college.
1: Professionally very little. I think I did a few maybe like maybe a commercial or like a voice spot on mm-hmm. a couple of things. I mean nothing that I even remember clearly. Mm-hmm. Um and then I did just high school plays and college I did <laughs> You know, a couple of different experimental, uh, you know, type things uh-huh. like people in college do. But since college, I actually haven't done any acting. So, yeah, and that's now I graduated in 2004. So I think we can probably say that. <laughs> I don't know if I can
0: call myself an actor any longer um, based on that. <laughs> right. Let's let's talk about uh, what you do now, because I am quite interested in it, especially since I realize I can't quite figure out exactly what you do. So tell me a oh, little sure. bit about it. Uh, So I'm a geriatrician, which is a uh, doctor for old
1: people, Mm -hmm. and uh, basically I'm finishing fellowship now, so um, that's, you do training in internal medicine, that's sort of if you think of an internist or just like a general doctor uh, for adults, that's what that is, and then I did additional training in geriatrics, which is the subspecialty, so basically I take care of older people. And not in the hospital, sort of outside of the hospital.
0: Outside of the hospital. Okay. I yeah. gotcha. Man, so you you go from supporting an older person on news radio by the way i'm stretching this is the biggest metaphorical stretch <laughs> on purpose you go from supporting dave foley as a 13 year old uh, to as yeah. a, an adult man supporting some geriatric folks this is yeah and i and i'm not stretch. sure
1: dave is, is even geriatric yet so uh, no. he's probably uh <laughs> no not even
0: uh, i i will bet he would draw the same conclusion that you just drew even though i was just being a smart ass that's a very good point. <laughs> dave foley if you're listening and i hope you are i'm not saying you're an old man Still doing well. Uh, Did you? But if you are, I'm happy to be your uh, primary care doctor. (laughs) I'll I'll make sure to hook you guys up if that ever, if I ever have the opportunity. Do, did you? Do you remember watching this episode as a kid, or was it just in the rearview mirror the second you were done with it?
1: Oh no, I I mean, I definitely watched it. It was very exciting. I mean, it was for me a major, a major thing. I mean, even though it's a bit part and. (laughs) You know, I was a kid too. It was it was a really uh exciting moment. So yeah, I watched it plenty and everybody watched it and everybody was like, Ha ha, you said that thing. <laughs> you know. So no, and people still uh, randomly will find it on YouTube and be like, have you seen this? And I'm like, Yeah and I I was there.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Uh, did you end up was it a show that you ended up watching uh, or I'm curious cuz uh, you know it's about the right time I guess you're you're a kid you're you're starting to if especially if you're an artist starting to really discover your artistic tastes I'm curious if you continued to watch the show after.
1: You know, I was I was never uh, I mean I would catch episodes here and there but I have, have actually never watched much like TV just on the fly. Sure. Um maybe maybe I should go back. I could I could revisit uh, the whole series. Uh, I'm just going
0: uh, to just yeah. to ruin, just to make sure I clear myself of all liability. I am not trying to destroy the brain of a doctor by telling him to watch more television. <laughs> that just needs to be <laughs> understood. It. I will say. I mean, obviously, I'm obsessed with the show. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a podcast about it. But I do think right. it is a delightful. Right. It's a delightful show, and it's always been good. But it's also, you know, I'm not going to expect you to fall asleep to every episode as I've done in the past as a young, sad, twenty-something. Um, But it is worth revisiting, I think. this Honestly, I mean, this is, you're in my favorite episode, which is why it's it's fun to talk to somebody who, you know, didn't write it, didn't create it, was just, like, kind of thrown into it. And, uh, yeah, it's just, Phil Hartman's scenes alone in this, just being obsessed with the sandwiches is just so, so, so good. Well, part of me, knowing it's your favorite, Uh it makes
1: me less inclined to watch the whole rest of the thing, because I'm like, oh, I got the best part already, and I was in it.
0: Right. Right. You have. I mean, honestly, uh, that the dumb line, which I'm sure they would admit is would admit is very dumb. Man, I'd like to have her on my case. I just it's yeah. such a little. Oh, my God. It's just so, so funny. And then Dave's reaction to that, just like, hey, hey, whoa, uh, that's it's so, so funny. Uh, it really makes me laugh.
1: And I hadn't realized until you uh, I saw the, the script was that I had forgotten there was supposed to be
0: a kid three. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. There is only there are only the two of you, right? That's the two of us. Did you? Uh, what was your experience like with your your co kid?
1: He was. I. They were kind of dressing me older,
0: because
1: uh-huh. um, I was supposed to be taking the SAT, but I didn't actually take the SAT for years after that, right? Yeah, right. Uh, whereas he, I think, was a little older, and they were maybe dressing him a little younger. So okay. he was like much older than me. At least in that you know in that age range, like a couple of years makes a huge difference. Sure. So it. You know, he was a nice guy, but, like, it's not like we were, like, hey, man, yeah, we're, <laughs> There was clearly, like, I think he had some more acting experience, too, so he was, I think, probably, like, who is this kid? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why yeah, did they yeah. have this, like, young kid, like, taking the SATs? I I don't know,
0: but. <laughs> that is, somehow... I, I will admit, I mean, they did some good casting because watching it, I could never quite peg your age, so that's good casting, you know, it's, like, I guess I buy it. He's young-sounding, but I guess I buy it, Uh he's I would imagine you're you're the guy though who kind of shocks people when they see, "Oh, this is your doctor walking in the room and you're is he is he old enough to be a doctor because you you are a very still still a very young looking man lucky you uh but you know. I see you, you've you've found me on the Google or something oh yeah yeah, i mean and well, I mean we're talking by skype, and you do have your your nice little your nice little indeed. profile picture indeed uh, so, indeed and it's 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 very weird seeing the little kid from news radio as a grown man uh <laughs> Uh, Well, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, Normally, when I have somebody who's an actor on, I ask Mm. them, why don't you promote something? Or when I had a supermodel, why don't you promote your beauty line, which she actually had? Is there anything you could promote or that you want to talk about? I mean, you're know, you doing good stuff on a regular basis, but is there anything? Do you want to talk about where you work? Anything like that?
1: I would say we need more people uh, in geriatrics, um, whether that's... uh, physicians or, or anybody it's a great career and I think it's only gonna get better as we uh well that you probably don't want to hear about like health system issues. <laughs> <laughs> but I would just say that um, you know, I think the more as a society that we can integrate older people, uh both in terms of providing good care but also connecting in our communities, with um, you know our elders, the people who really have uh, life experience, I think we're getting away from that in a lot of ways as a society. And it would be better. Maybe when Dave Foley is geriatric, they could do a <laughs> a, a another you know show. Which and I, maybe other actors are doing that as well. But I I just think there's this definitely some ageism, and if we can, so I, maybe I'll 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 not promote something, but say. Let's let's be a little less ageist. About that,
0: that's uh, that's perfectly reasonable, and I, I I like hearing these things. What you know? What I didn't ask you. I am curious. What got you into this particular field of medicine?
1: I should have a short answer for that. Um,
0: <laughs> you don't need a short answer necessarily. <laughs> it's complicated okay okay but it's it's great all that matters is that you're doing a good thing and that you've you've promoted a very nice thing you know it's great actually uh one of our other co-hosts uh jen she frequently will uh when when we ask her to promote something uh she as we say lives on the ether she people don't know who she is they don't know anything about her but she always promotes something very nice like world peace so this is this is in keeping with jen's typical endorsement so i like that a lot and i think it's it's in keeping with the the tone of our show Um, Well, this has been a ton of fun. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy life, it sounds like, to do this, um, to reminisce. I've been turning
1: down these interview requests for so many years, I thought I'd finally do one.
0: (laughs) This this has been a ton of fun. Is there anything else you want to say before we go?
1: No, but uh, thanks. It's (laughs) certainly been, I agree, a ton of fun.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, thank you guys very much for listening. And as we always say... Catch you later, (laughs) B-Cakes. Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickard and Jason Klom, and our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX, or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Please subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio. Visit com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15 plus years.